Welcome to Second Half Now, a radio show for boomers and beyonders. Tools and tips for the life you want to live from now on with Dr. Dan Critchett and Dr. Denise Hogan. Second Half Now, sponsored by Dignity Memorial and your safe money solutions. It's time for Second Half Now. The doctors are in. Here are your hosts, Dr. Dan and Dr. Denise. We have another really special show for you today. Uh, We try to focus on the things that we deal with in this 50-plus generation, and this is Second Half Now. We call it a radio show for boomers and beyonders. And uh, in all the things that we deal with and have to take care of in life, uh, you know, we have these five core topics, home and family, health and wellness, budget and finances, heart and soul, and work and purpose. It's uh, Sometimes it's the little things that kind of trip us up, and we're going to talk about that home. So today, whether uh, you rent or whether you own or whatever kind of a uh, dwelling you have, we're going to be talking about that today. And we have a very qualified guest in studio with us who has been uh, here before. We'll introduce him in just a few moments. But, um, yeah, we just want to say hello. I'm Dr. Dan Critchett, your host, and along with our lovely and talented co-host, Dr. Denise Hogan. How are you doing, Denise? I'm doing really well, Dan. Actually, I'm, uh, I like the word you use, focus. I'm going to have to be really focused today because the guest we have in studio he is one of our favorite people and he's super important to the collaborative community that we have have exactly. going here so it's going to be it's going to be a really fun show but uh it is it is super special cuz he's a super special guest and when we've had Jeff on before <gasps> i've already gave given his name that's right oh well Cat's out of the bag. When uh, Jeff has been here before, he's talked about um, real estate, which is his main thing, uh, buying and selling residential uh, real estate, helping people uh, find that home or sell that home. And he's also talked about property management, uh, which he uh, does with his company. We're going to set that aside mostly for today. We're going to talk about if you're not going anywhere, then you want to take care of the place where you are. So we're going to talk today about those little projects around the house that uh, really need to be taken care of. Some of them uh, that we put off, some of the the staring right in the face, uh, some of us, some of them that we don't even really think about. So uh, let's get into that. We're going to talk today about those things. And Denise, you have a special. I was going to. I usually ask you for a word for the day, but this is a combination of words. I can't uh, come up with a single word. It's an. It's a concept. I like it. Yeah, it's an idea. So it, okay. I'm calling it systematic crisis prevention. There we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's this, the idea that there are, there are things that if we ignore them, they can create major crises for us in our lives around our house. But on the other hand, there's, there can be a lot of anxiety that's connected to some of these things and so ignoring them becomes the way we deal with that anxiety and then before you know it we have a crisis so our guest is going to help us step by step systematically make sure that we're taking care of things around the house to avoid crises and those will come if some of these things uh, remain undone or untended to well right i mean our, our houses just break down if left alone well, that's the, isn't that the second law of thermodynamics? Everything like has a that. tendency to run downhill and to disorganize <laughs> and to, uh, yeah. So the title for today's show is Small Projects with Big Payoffs. All right. And so our show, really, we have this vision. What we want to we, we help happen is thriving baby boomers 
finding and fulfilling their calling. Now, it may not be your calling to take care of the little fix-it projects and the checking up on things, projects around your house. But if those things dog you, if you put them off and you have major expenses and major stress of them, then you're not going to be able to be fulfilling whatever your calling is. So let's get into it. It's going to be home and family, small projects with big payoffs. Our special guest in studio, what about third or fourth time here, I think, Jeff? But uh, welcome back. Jeff Edmondson with 24-7 Properties. Real estate, like we mentioned, uh, residential real estate, if you're buying or selling, Jeff's your guy. And then also property management. And I, I just made a note here, Jeff, is this correct? Income property or second home or those kinds of kind of things where it's a home you're not currently living in? Correct. Okay. So, well, Jeff, you're the go-to guy. Thanks for coming in today and welcome to Second Half Now. Thanks. It's nice to be here. Again, found the studio again, and uh, we've been uh, having a little catching up chat and so forth, so uh, good to have you back. So let's get right into it, Jeff. What you've done is you have provided us with a month-by-month, an annual cycle of uh, things to look at, things to check into, and uh, you have the expertise here. So we're going to we're gonna turn it loose, and Denise and I will uh, kind of interact back and forth and maybe ask questions for clarification. So uh, we want our listeners, uh, I think if they're not driving, maybe you want to get a notepad and a calendar and uh, write some things down. And also all this list will be available. We'll tell you how to get that list in just a few moments. So uh, let's start. It's January um, at the top of the list. So let's start there. Jeff, where do we start? Well, if it's okay, if I want to back up for just real quick and just say really what happened was is I go around to houses all the time, whether it's something we manage or whether it's someone looking to sell their house, and you just recognize things around the house that get neglected. And so one of the things I thought I would do would be put together a monthly email that would go out to my clients, friends, with something that they could do each month to take care of some of the maintenance-type things sure, that you should take right. care of in the house. So that's what really kind of started the whole thought. Yeah. Um, so every month, the people that are in my, in my, um, my email list get uh, you know, something they can do at their house each month. And so that's where this, this came from. And you used a phrase before we got started. Uh, it was, uh, what is it, do something every month? Or how, how exactly did you say that? Do you remember? Uh, I don't remember. But uh, well, we'll just go with that for now. I think do, he said, just do something. Do something every month. So once you're in a cycle, I mean, when I was a homeowner, I, I liked to I put things off. I was busy. Mm-hmm. I was distracted. I had kids. And, you know, a lot of these things just go. But if I'm in the routine or in the discipline and the habit of saying, okay, it's January or it's April or whatever it is, what am I going to do this month? And I'm going to go to your list. We'll tell people how to get that list in a few moments. So now, should we start with January? Sure. All right. So, so January, uh, the main main theme there is check your attic for critters and leaks. So the two big thoughts behind that is that uh, pests, critters can make their way into your attic space if for some reason there's a screen missing or something mm. that allow them to get into to the attic space and they can live there. And because no one typically is up there, they can... Uh, have control and kind of live up there, and nobody knows what's going on unless you happen to hear them or something. What kind of critters would you find or hope hope not to find, but what could be up there? So, you know, the the, the typical ones would be mice, rats, birds, and bees would probably be the top okay. items mm-hmm. that you find in your attic space. Right? Rats, mice, birds, and bees. And yeah. you know what? I, there's okay. one I think that is perhaps a new 
thing on new on the list is stink bugs. There's been an invasion of stink bugs, oh. and people are having them drop down from their attics. Okay. What, are you, what are you finding oh, about sure. that, they're Jeff? Ev- they're everywhere. <gasps> Those guys. Yuck. Yeah, they're everywhere. Yeah, so definitely, and, you know, that would maybe go along the lines of insects in your attic. Bees, and bees typically be the biggest thing. Of course, you're going to find spiders. They're everywhere. I'm um, getting the heebie-jeebies. <laughs> so, so anyway, you know, critters in your attic, and then the other one is leaks, uh, roof leaks that haven't aren't significant enough to have made it through into the house, okay. but are in the attic. And so if you're looking at the underside of your roof, you can notice maybe discoloration in the, on the, the backside of the roof uh, to see that there's something been going on there. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it is a little damp, and it, like I said, it hasn't made it all the way through the insulation and into your ceiling. Um, and so those are two of the items that, that are the biggest things, I think, in, a, in an attic space. You know, as you're talking, Jeff, I'm, I like the way you, uh, your perspective on these tasks. I'm coming from it from a crisis prevention stance because all of this stuff, bugs in my house, rats in my house, this is all disgusting me. And so, so from my end, it's like, okay, how can I make sure I get these things done even though I really want to stay as far away from as possible. But when you're talking about 24-7 properties in that, uh, in that, with that hat on, you're looking at these things from the perspective of someone who knows the value of property. And so each of these steps that people take, there's a term I know you use in your arena that means each thing that I'm doing actually increases the value of my property. And that's a really important perspective for people to be thinking about as they move through this. It's not just create, keeping bad things from happening, but you're actually improving that your property value so that when you do come through that, with that real estate hat on, what are you going to see? Yeah, well, you know, as as we keep well, anything, you, anything that you keep up, it will increase and, and have more value if it is kept up versus letting things go and let them deteriorate. That'll decrease the value. So the goal would be to keep values um, in place and increasing of, of real estate, at least that's... And if you have a, are at a point where you want to sell your property, it can really slow you down because people will say, well, you have to take care of this and take care of that and all those things that you put off. Yeah, correct. Yeah, if the list can get really long if you've neglected a whole lot of things over the years. But mm-hmm. if it's stuff that you kind of keep up on, the, the, the routine maintenance-type items... Um, and you know, checking your attic space really shouldn't be too difficult. I mean, it kind of depends on your attic, but you know, it could be as simple as sticking your head up in the attic space and just kind of looking uh, with a flashlight and making sure that everything looks okay. You don't necessarily have to crawl up in there and crawl to the back corners. That would be the ideal situation, mm-hmm. just to make sure everything is okay. But um, but it doesn't have to be that difficult. So what if a homeowner or a renter says, uh, yeah, I see the value of getting up in the attic and looking, but I don't want to find anything. So that kind of, kind of keeps me from doing that very thing. So if, uh, if I'm a homeowner that doesn't want to go up into the attic but sees the value, what should I do? Well, I mean, you have a couple different options. Um, you could hire a handyman, mm-hmm. and there's any number of places. You know, a friend could refer you somebody. You could go to maybe Angie's List, or there's a, diff- a lot of different avenues out there to find a handyman type service that would do that um 
I mean, you could always, a lot of people call me (laughs) and say, hey, I have this problem, you know, what do I do about it? And then, you know, we would refer you to one of our handyman or depending on what the situation is, I might go, go look at it. Um, So it kind of depends on the, on the circumstances. Okay. But you're open to those phone calls if someone says, okay, okay. Yeah. Or a family member too. A lot of times, you know, somebody Mm -hmm. might have their son do it or their dad or their uncle or someone that, you know, has the Mm -hmm. capabilities um, as well. I'm wondering if there are some homeowners that don't even know where the attic access is. But anyway, that's just me. I'm picturing <laughs> so. mine, and I don't like where it is. <laughs> <laughs> some yeah. of them are hard. Some of them are hard to get into Yeah, in older homes typically. Yeah. Yeah. So I think what, part of what we're getting at is raising the value of doing these things mm-hmm. but not uh, subconsciously putting it off because it just seems too you know, like too big of a deal, right? right? So uh, call Jeff. We'll give his uh, contact information in a little bit. So write that one down. Should we uh, go on to February or anything else on? uh, Because I was just going to say about the leaks. If you don't, if you go up there and you find a little discoloration on the underside of your roofing, um, that's a major, uh, what do you call it, uh, crisis prevention. Because if you don't take care of it, chances are it gets worse and worse and worse. And pretty soon you're going to lose your ceiling and, you know, but yeah. you know, everything else inside, you know, if it gets really anyway, yeah. so they yeah. typically don't get better. Yeah, typically <laughs> they don't heal themselves. Well, yeah. Why, you know, just yeah. think about it. Then you've got the mildew. Yeah. And then you got electrical yeah. stuff. Yeah. It just goes on and on. And if you got critters up there, they can kind of populate, can't they? Oh, that's right. Then yeah. there's those that like it wet. Oh, they like to eat wet wood. Oh, okay. I've heard little footprints up, you know, above my ceiling, and I'm thinking, I don't even want to know exactly. what that is. I'm going to call <laughs> the Jeff. The anxiety in the room is rising <laughs> yeah. as we speak. That's usually at 3 o'clock in the morning. Can I call you then, Jeff? At, uh... Unfortunately, that's usually not an, an insect. Oh. <laughs> if you hear the footsteps. Right. It's not. <laughs> Correct. It's not a bug. Let's move on to If February. it is, watch out. Yeah. All right. February is not any more pleasant. Uh, let's go there, though, because we have to. Yeah, so it's check your crawl space. So uh, we'll go down underneath the house now. Oh, fun. Um, there are the spiders. I was going to the... say, for sure there's spiders in there. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, that one's probably less fun than your attic because mm-hmm. uh, you're, depending on your house, you may be crawling on your stomach. Um, hopefully there's a good vapor barrier, which is the plastic that's on the ground um, underneath your house. Uh, that makes it a little bit better than if it's you're crawling in the dirt. Um, mm-hmm. And basically you're just looking... For anything that's kind of out of the ordinary, once again, typically it's going to be animals that got in through a foundation vent screen that's missing or something like that. Uh, We run into all kinds of things. I was in a rental property just the other day where she said that the raccoon's going in and out from underneath her house. And she Mm -hmm. saw it a couple times, and there's a screen missing, and the raccoon kind of likes living underneath the house. Yeah. Um, And these are not going to be, like you said, uh, birds in uh, in the attic. These are going to be bigger critters, yeah. uh, and and uh, skunks yeah, yeah. can oh, get inside, yeah. right? Yep, we've dealt with skunks as well. Uh, I bet, though, that you don't have to go out and uh, go underneath and see the skunk. There might be evidence otherwise before you even go down there. Yeah, and we don't. We actually send our, our uh, pest control company yeah. to go deal with skunks and raccoons and yeah, cats you know, and okay. stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, there you've got there you've got all kinds of things to worry about. Sure, the smell, but then of being bit. Mm. Right? Yeah. I'm not going down there. <laughs> <laughs> Grandma's not going down there, so Grandma needs to, you know, I mean, there are people that just don't, shouldn't do that, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So 
Call Jeff. We'll give his contact information in a little bit. But uh, what else? What other uh, dampness? Would you be looking for dampness if you don't have that vapor barrier down there? Yeah, for sure. Water is a big issue in crawl spaces. Right. And someone may or may not know that there's water under there. You really don't want you really don't want water underneath your house. Right. And there are all kinds of companies that that's what they do is they help remedy mm-hmm. water in crawl spaces. Mm-hmm. And we've got a list of contractors that do that sort of thing and could help somebody with that. But yeah, making sure there's not a big puddle of water. Um, it could either be water coming up from the ground or coming in from outside, sure. or it could be uh, your bathtub's leaking. Right. And oh, you just okay. don't know it. And mm-hmm. what it's doing is damaging the wood underneath oh, your bathtub. Right. But you don't see it because it's going down. Right. It's not mm-hmm. on the floor. Right. Uh, so that's something else that we see quite a bit. Or any plumbing leak uh, could ultimately show up there. Correct. Right. Yep. So should you look closely with a flashlight at some of the, uh, I'm not sure what they're called, the beams or whatever's underneath for a little cracks or little separations or anything? Would it be uh, indications of something going bad? Um, I mean, definitely look, but yeah, you're going to find a lot of cracks down there. Mm-hmm. And probably the biggest issue is make sure nothing's getting worse. But you probably see cracks in your foundation if there was something significant going on. Okay. But yeah, basically it's just a visual inspection of everything. And, and you would notice if something was out of line. Yeah. You should anyway. I mean, just I'm just guessing that most of our listeners might want to get some a referral. <laughs> now, some of the other ones that we're coming up to on the list is going to be a little bit easier, but uh, January and February, you may want to call Jeff and get that referral. Um, yeah, uh, I mean, you were talking about a, um, a family member or something or um, Angie's List or anyway, but yeah, call Jeff for those you know, kinds or, of or things. Or ask a friend. I mean, a neighbor. Yeah. I mean, there's... There's plenty of resources out there. Is there any concern? I don't know if I even want or need to ask this question. Is there any concern uh, about knowing the person or know the credentials of the person that's going to come in your attic or your call space? Oh, for sure. Okay. And not just to look at your attic or your call space, but any time, in my opinion, you're going to have somebody come into your home. Right. I would make sure I understood who it was and what their credentials are and that they truly are who they say they are and... Um, and there's somebody that can be trusted. Right. Okay. So the old uh, beat-up van with uh, Joe's Handyman service on the side, that's not the guy that you call, huh? Well, it could be. Could it be. It could be if they, you know, work for your parents or yeah. your neighbor, and, right. and they've done it for years, and right. he's yeah, known and trusted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, right. known and trusted. Yeah. Yeah, those are keys. Okay. Anything else about the crawl space? No. It's kind of creepy, yeah. so uh, <laughs> shall we move on? Sure. All right. March is easy. March. I like March. Yeah, that's a good one. So March is, says check your exhaust fans. So typically in most houses, you should have an exhaust fan in your bathroom or in all the bathrooms. Mm-hmm. Some houses will have one in their utility room or their laundry room. Uh, and uh, most should have in their kitchen as well. And these are uh, activated with a fan of some kind? It's not just a... Uh Hole that goes up. No, nope, there the should be a fan typically in most of those areas. Okay. What are you checking for? Uh, the most thing you're checking for is one that it w- it's working, and number two that it's clean. That's the biggest thing yeah. is they get clogged with lint or grease in the kitchen, or and it's basically just making sure that they're clean and functioning properly. Okay. And there might be a, a little uh, special tip on how to check an exhaust fan. Plus, we want to hear about April. And uh, all the other things. So we'll get right back to our list when we get back. Don't go away. 
Do you have an elderly parent that is becoming isolated, not eating well, feeling depressed or fearful of losing independence? Do you know your options? Need peace of mind or know what is best for yourself or others during their golden years of life? At no cost to you or your family, Golden Placement Services can give you hope in the midst of great change. Even if it means staying at home is the right option. Call the Golden Girls at 503-723-7145 today. That's 503-723-7145 and schedule your non-obligation appointment today. Helping to plan a funeral for someone you love is a painful process. It's one of the most emotional things you'll ever have to do. But imagine how much grief would be spared if people planned for themselves. Though it may sound difficult or uncomfortable to even think about, the experts at Dignity Memorial Funeral Homes and Cemeteries can help with a free personal planning guide that takes you step-by-step through the process. And, of course, Dignity Memorial will even help you complete your plan with the expert assistance of trained and caring advisors. There are a lot of very good reasons to plan ahead. Make sure your final wishes are respected, sparing your loved ones the added grief of planning for you, and having to pay for it. If you choose to fund your plan early, you can even lock in current pricing, avoiding increases due to inflation, and take advantage of budget-friendly payments. There is a free informational seminar that includes a complimentary meal at a restaurant in your area very soon. Find out more and ask any questions you may have by calling Katie at 503-807-5715. It costs nothing to learn how you can protect your loved ones by planning ahead. Give Katie at Dignity Memorial a call today at 503-807-5715. Interest rates are still down, and that means the time to buy is right now. Let 24-7 Properties help you find the right house for your current needs. Jeff and his team, they take the time to get to know you and your unique situation to find the home that's just right for you. Search for available homes online at 247prop.com. I'm Jeff Edmondson, founder of 24-7 Properties. Call me today and let's talk about the type of property you are interested in purchasing. No obligation, no cost. Let's find out what's right for you. Call me, 503-780-3030. We are in studio with Jeff of 24-7 Properties, and he was uh, one of the radio spots that you just heard. And uh, we want to add to that list those who make this show possible, Your Safe Money Solutions, Dan the Mortgage Man with First Priority Financial, Dave Rutan with Waddell and Reed Financial Advisors, Dream Trips, Portland City Acupuncture, Next Phase Coaching, and Beaverton Family Chiropractic. And uh, Jeff is here. We're going to get right back into our list. And um, Jeff, tell us a little bit more graphically for those who don't um, you know, spend a lot of time with their exhaust fans. What exactly uh, do you do? Uh, let's say it's in the you got the hood and the kitchen and then you got the bathroom and the laundry room. So yeah. what do you do? So let's start with the kitchen real quick. Typically you're going to have a filter mm-hmm. on the one in your kitchen and it's going to be either underneath your microwave if you have a microwave hood or it's going to be underneath the vent if you just have a normal venting hood. Sure. And the biggest issue was just making sure that filter's clean because that's really what is catching everything that's going up there. So that's probably the biggest thing. Are these uh, replaceable or washable or They're typically? Both, yeah. Okay. Either washable or replaceable. Okay. I mean, if you don't want to wash it, you can get a new one. Okay. <laughs> or clean it, yeah. Okay. Mine go in the dishwasher. It's great. Oh, yeah. 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 Slide them out. Um, but, you know, honestly, probably the biggest ones become the bathroom fans that mm-hmm. are the bigger issue. And typically it's because you're trying to get moisture out of uh, the bathroom. 
Um, the biggest thing with those is if you just physically look at them, you can tell what happens is that lint dust collects on them right because of the moisture so they're a little bit damp and then it just kind of catches the dust the other thing uh hairspray in bathrooms Mm, if the fan is on the hairspray gets Mm. sticky and so it Mm. helps stuff build up so biggest thing is just visually check it you could take a vacuum with a little brush on it with like a shop vac and clean it you don't even have to remove the cover or you could remove the cover and inside you'll typically find dust and stuff and you can just vacuum it out and you should be good okay um, do you recommend turning the uh, uh, all these fans on every time that particular room is in use? You should any time in a bathroom that you're taking a shower, producing right. um, moisture. Steam, and yes, ste- you yeah. want to have the fan going. Okay. And and that is because of the mold, like mold stuff building up, or what would you say is the major reason for that? Yeah, the goal is to get the moisture out of the out of the room. Because that's what happens. That's what causes mold and mildew to mm-hmm. grow is its moisture. So you want to minimize the amount of moisture that is mm-hmm. in the bathroom. Right. Typically, I was thinking that we'd get further uh, down the list before we had to um, uh, finish this on-air portion. But uh, we're down through March with the, uh, checking the exhaust fans, and we got lots of good stuff coming up. So uh, you're going to have to go to the website secondhalfnow.com and uh, dial up our podcast part two. There, the whole thing will be put together there but uh, we sure want to make sure we have contact information for Jeff Uh, not at three in the morning perhaps but um, other times during regular office hours uh, Jeff how what's the best way to get in touch with you so probably you could at any point you can call my cell phone which is 503-780-3030 you could call our office which is 503-482-0500 or you could always send me an email which is jeff j-e-f-f at 247prop.com Okay, and all that, uh, you've got a, um, a logo and a clickable link on our website, too, so that'll open up to your website, and you can uh, get any information right there. So, um, And we've got some good stuff. We have uh, April through the rest of the year to uh, talk about. Thank you, Jeff, for coming in today. I want to tell our listeners, remind them that uh, we have uh, programs on uh, on a regular basis every week that deal with the issues that this is a very – kind of a fundamental, basic, uh, month-to-month sort of issue, but we get into some deeper stuff, too, about family and marriage and finances and all of that. We actually have uh, coming up, uh, we have Pastor George Ledoux coming in to talk about the Identity Project, where uh, it says that identity reveals purpose. We have uh, Dan the Mortgage Man coming in, uh, Brain Coach Brad coming in, and some others, too. So everything is available that we have done already on uh, our uh, website secondhalfnow.com and if you have a comment or a suggestion or a question for any of our guests or topics that you'd like to hear about uh, be sure to go to our website and fill out a, uh, a contact form and submit that secondhalfnow.com lots of good stuff coming up and Jeff again I want to thank you for being here and you'll stay with us to uh, part two yes yep good thank you uh, Jeff is one of our knowledgeable tried and trusted guys uh, and one of our sponsors one of our partners that helps make this show possible So, listeners, we want to encourage you to tune in every Monday for uh, the valuable um, piece for each week, Monday, 5.30 to 6 p.m., right here on KKPZ 1330. And then, of course, around the clock and around the world, you can go to our website, secondhalfnow.com. All of our shows and other valuable resources and everything else that uh, we're putting out there for you uh, because uh, we are really uh, trying to create value and trying to give you things that will uh, help you to uh, find and fulfill your purpose. That's our 
vision, right, Denise? It absolutely is. Yeah, we, we're kind of zoning in on that. But today we're talking about small projects with big payoffs. So we want to thank you for listening today. Second half now, a radio show for boomers and beyonders. That's us, the 50-plus crowd, tools and tips for the life you want to live from now on. I'm Dr. Dan Critchett, your host, along with our co-host, Dr. Denise Hogan. Let's continue our conversation with Jeff Edmondson on part two on our website, secondhalfnow.com. See you there. Thanks for listening to Second Half Now with Dr. Dan Critchett and Dr. Denise Hogan on KKPZ 1330 The Truth. Sponsored by Dignity Memorial and your safe money solutions. To hear the rest of this program, find out more about the topics discussed today, or ask questions, visit secondhalfnow.com. That's secondhalfnow.com. Tune in next Monday at 5.30 p.m. for more tools and tips for the life you want to live from now on. Until then, visit secondhalfnow.com. Welcome to Second Half Now, a radio show for boomers and beyonders. Tools and tips for the life you want to live from now on with Dr. Dan Critchett and Dr. Denise Hogan. Second Half Now, sponsored by Dignity Memorial and your safe money solutions. It's time for Second Half Now. The doctors are in. Here are your hosts, Dr. Dan and Dr. Denise. And we're back. Welcome to part two of the show that we have called Small Projects with Big Payoffs. I'm your host, Dr. Dan Critchett, along with our co-host, Dr. Denise Hogan. And uh, this portion, of course, is brought to you on our website, Around the Clock and Around the World at um, secondhalfnow.com. And you can uh, scroll up and down the uh, on the archive section and find all kinds of helpful and valuable uh, dialogues and interviews and discussions with uh, some of the very best folks that we know in the Portland area. And Jeff Edmondson is one of those folks. He is uh, the owner of 24-7 Properties, and he does um, residential real estate uh, for buyers uh, and sellers, and he also does a pretty serious property management business, too. And uh, we're not going to be talking about that so much as we are today, a list of the kinds of things that you could do a little at a time. What was the word that you were using? Uh, Systematic crisis prevention. There you go. In fact, uh, you know, that should be maybe a, a discipline in all areas of our life, you know, in finances and health and wellness and all of that. Uh, just do some things to keep up on things and uh, prevent later crises from right. happening. So the uh, title for today is Small Projects with Big Payoffs. On part one of the show, we had gotten through January, February, and March. We're going to pick up right there, and uh, we hope to finish the list uh, through December. We'll see how the time goes. Jeff keeps assuring us uh, that uh, he could talk for a long time on any one of these, but he's been uh, pretty good at keeping it down to the crisp details. So you, you know, may but isn't that great? Isn't that great to yes. have somebody who is a property manager who could talk for a very long time on things like, you know, checking your exhaust fans. Right. That's fantastic. Right. And you could tell stories. It's like the guy who says, I would have written a shorter book, but I didn't have enough time. <laughs> so it's being crisp and concise and getting down to the point. So uh, if you're not driving, uh, we want to suggest you get a pen and a notepad and a calendar and um, particularly to write down Jeff's uh, contact information because we're going to, um, Jeff is going to offer uh, to put this information in your uh, inbox, on your email, every month. And uh, that way you don't have to think about it. Just know that Jeff's going to take care of you that way. So, Jeff, are you ready to get back into it? I am. 
All right, so let's go to uh, April. So April, we're going to check and clean our gutters at our house. Okay. It could go along with your April showers that are going to bring your Mayflowers. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, okay. Uh, and actually, clean your gutters may be something you want to do more than once a year. But What if I don't like getting up on a ladder? That can be a challenge. Yes. There are, there mm-hmm. are a, a, a ton of uh, services, uh, gutter cleaning services out right. there. Okay. Um, and also, let me make a plug for the Baby Giant Ladder. The baby uh-huh. giant, the baby ladder. giant ladder. Oh, okay. It is such a fantastic ladder that I don't mind cleaning gutters because I like heights anyway. But this thing is so solid and firm; it doesn't even wiggle. Wow. Okay. That's good. So when you get up there uh, on your baby giant, giant ladder, ladder mm-hmm. um, or leaning up against <laughs> on one of those extension things, depending upon how high your gutters are, what are you looking for? Well, the biggest issue is just get all the stuff that's in your gutter out yeah. of the gutter. Uh, and then, obviously, the downspouts, so where the water is going out of the gutter, down the pipes that go down to the ground, mm-hmm. uh, making sure those are clean. Because typically those clog up and get full of leaves or pine needles or uh, the neighbor's ball got stuck oh, in the gutter right, or something. Right. Uh, or Frisbee or whatever. Uh, and so that clogs up and then causes your gutters to overflow, which is not good for your house. Do you want to uh, take a hose up there and actually get some water flowing to make sure that it is uh, managing all that water? Yeah, that's going to depend a little bit on what you think the problem is. So if you do okay. have some, some let's say, some leaves kind of clogged in your downspout, mm-hmm. the part that's going down the house, you can use kind of the force of water to help flush that uh-huh. out. That certainly works. Uh, probably the better – that's the simplest way. The other way would be actually pull the downspout off of the house, which requires oh, okay. a little bit more effort, but – pull it off, and then get it cleaned out with a okay. hose or something and then put it back up. And what I was thinking about with that question was actually to test that the water is actually flowing. Whether I, If I don't see anything, would I still want to test it and you know run some water down there to make sure it's making it all the way down to the ground? I wouldn't worry about it if it was me just because okay. you'll, you you'll know if it's not working, meaning the gutters are overflowing when it's raining like it is today, uh-huh. uh, and there'll be evidence that the gutters aren't working like they're supposed to. Okay. Okay. Anything else about uh, cleaning the gutters? You like I'm, heights? I did not know that. What's that? You like heights? I do like heights. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Safe heights, not the hang, not the uh, not the rock climbing kind. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I like having a little stability with my heights. On your baby giant ladder. <laughs> I, w- <laughs> I would say one other thing, real quick, about the whole gutters. Um, you don't want your gutters to be dropping water right at your foundation of the house you really okay. either the either the downspouts are going into pipes that are po- taken away but some of them go down mm-hmm. to like the splash block right mm-hmm. at your foundation that splash block gets moved or something and you've got water going right at your foundation you don't want that yeah so that's another thing to be checking as you're dealing with your gutters making sure the water is okay. getting away from your house good point because that moisture is going to seep into the uh, foundation and cause some trouble down there correct okay and then when it comes around to february you'll be in your crawl space and you'll see it exactly <laughs> right okay yeah. ready for april Oh, wait. No, that was April. May. May. All right. So Weather's May, a little better. Yeah. So May, check. it says check exterior doors, windows, and siding. And that's really just walking around and visually kind of checking uh, everything. Make sure your screens are in place. You know, summer's coming, so make sure screens are there. Um, uh, make sure that you can check the caulking around the windows or your siding. Um, check weather stripping around the doors. And just kind of visually check things and see if there's any issues that need to get dealt with. 
Would you look for um, moisture or fog or anything? Like if you got a dual pane, double pane window or something like that, you look for that would be evidence of some kind of a leak or something, wouldn't it? Yeah, for sure. If you, uh, okay. you see any fogging in windows, typically what that means is the the seal in that window panel has, has broken or failed okay. and has allowed moisture in there, and that's what that is. Um, and a window, a window company can come repair that. Okay. This is a good reminder. I am seeing my house... And I'm seeing a place in one of the windows where you can see to the outside. So thank you, Jeff. I'm thinking... That's not good. (laughs) (laughs) We need to put a little something in that, don't we? A little something. (laughs) A little chewing gum. Just kind of plug that hole. Uh, Windows, I'm just thinking, too, if... uh, Now, this is... If it's May, depending upon what climate uh, we've got going on or where you live... Um, should you be looking at moisture accumulating like on the windowsill or if there's anything, any evidence there or peeling of that paint or anything? I mean, uh, what, do you, what do you look for there? Well, yeah. So, I mean, if you're talking about the windows, um, there's a lot of different windows. Typically older windows that are like single pane, uh, moisture will or condensation will build up on the inside at right. different times depending on the temperature differences inside and outside. And what happens is that moisture, just like your bath fans, we were talking about, will collect dust, and then that's what causes mildew and mold to grow. It's basically the combination of the moisture okay. and dust. Um, and so cleaning that is a fantastic idea on yeah. the insides of older windows to help minimize uh, the, the growth of mold and mildew. So what I like about what you're doing here, Jeff, is that um, I don't necessarily have to um, create my own list or look at everything all the time. If I'm getting that email in my inbox every month that says this is the uh, the project, this is the what's it called? S- systematic cri- systematic crisis prevention. Yeah, and mm-hmm. uh, just a little bit uh, at a time, one mm-hmm. month at a time. So um, right, but, it just keeps the things stirred up. It, right. In, instead of instead of letting of letting us get numb to those things. Right. It says, hey, this month, I don't have to take on everything that right. I know needs my attention. I'm just going to zero in on these things. And then it's doable. I, and we've talked about this a little bit earlier, but I, I think there's a tendency for some who don't love home maintenance to kind of put it off because, well, it's not all that bad, and what could possibly go wrong, and I don't have time and everything else. So, I mean, I like the idea of uh, getting the thing from you, Jeff, every month. Um what about the psychology of that? Dr. Denise, our, our doctor of psychology here, is there something about procrastination or avoidance or something that kind of gets us if we're not enthusiastic about doing these things? Well, it absolutely does. You know, we all are motivated by by different things, and that's why it's great to have Jeff here today because he's clearly motivated by um, all of these various aspects of maintaining a good um, living space that then turns into an investment for you, right? right. Um, but what I'm, but what I'm really thinking about is, for most of us, a lot of these things on here are distasteful. We just don't like them. Why would we like to go deal with bugs in the attic? And and so <laughs> I know me, you know, my floor needs vacuuming. That's a that's a worthwhile thing for me to do. Uh, there's plenty of other chores that I can do and feel like I'm being productive, and so I'm not feeling 
bad about myself as a homeowner, but I'm able to keep myself away from this other area that might disgust me, might be too hard, might overwhelm me, might be too big of a task for me to even begin to know what to do. And all of these things are motivators to turn our attention to do something and sometimes anything other than that. And so right. that's what I really appreciate about the step-by-step idea. There really there really is a psychology to that. I'm going to feel really good when I check some things off the list. I'm going to start to feel more in charge of the situation when I go, oh, that thing Jeff said to do about making sure that none of the gutters are splashing back against the house. I can do that. And we start to build more confidence in our ability to manage things, even if they're things that we don't have skills at. So yeah, you know, there's a whole lot of psychology about this, but I think the most important piece is not to let our natural aversion, our natural inclination to avoid the things we don't like to get in the way of doing the things we need to do. Thank you. And uh, the value of all this is so that we can really pay attention to the more important things in life. Exactly. Because life isn't about all the little nooks and crannies of our house. Mm -hmm. But if we don't take care of those, they're going to distract us. So we really want to promote purposeful living. And so you being diligent about taking care of these things, it's prevention, like with finances and like with health and wellness and all of those things, so that... Uh, you can respond to that higher calling. And that's what what really all about here. So, Jeff, I want to ask this question, and let's get back into uh, the list here. But the question is, um, with the property management part of your business, if if uh, some of our listeners are um, are rental, they have rental property or they have um, uh, a second home or something, now, and, and they say, well, I don't want to go around to my properties and take care of these things in whatever sequence, month to month. Uh, can they just call you and, and say, would you just take care of whatever the, the ongoing maintenance? Is that exactly what you do? You know, that's not exactly what we do. However, I have contemplated adding that as a service okay. uh, for our company because there are so many people that don't want to deal with all these things, and they'd rather just pay one company to kind of take take care of it all and make sure it's all getting done. So that's actually something that we've talked about at our company of adding as a service. Uh, So if there was somebody out there that really wanted that and they connected with me, we'd certainly put something in place for them that helped them take care of these things. I like that. Um, Because then when you have additional properties, then it just compounds your headache if you don't like to do it even in the place where you you live. Then you say, oh my gosh, I've got two or five or 10 or 15 rental properties. I don't want to do that if that's not your thing. So the contact is the important. So 247properties.com, mm-hmm. and they can get a contact form there that they can submit, or they can email directly to you at jeff at 247, no slash in there. There's a slash in your logo, but uh, the uh, web addresses don't have these slashes. So 247prop, or with jeff at 247prop.com. Correct. Right? Yep. Okay. Uh, okay, that was uh, May. Check exterior doors, windows, and siding. How are we doing so far? We're almost halfway through the year. and it's We've gotten so much work done. I, I'm tired <laughs> just thinking about all this. Yes, man, I'm going to go home and take care of some of this stuff. Uh, actually, I'm a renter right now. I've been a homeowner, but right now, so I'm going to send this list to my landlord and say, here you go, call Jeff or uh, <laughs> whoever does these things and get them done. 
All right. Let's go on to June, shall we? So June, for some people, might be a little more on the fun side because it's Summarize Your Yard. So. I'm liking this one already. And let's spell summarize so we have it because it's a, it's a homonym. <laughs> Sounds like another su- summarize. But it might fit. I'm ready. Well, that's a stretch, but... Summarize another get ready for summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. <laughs> summer. Okay, you summer. Right. Uh, you summarize. Uh, you get it ready for summer by going around your yard and looking what needs to be done and creating a summary of what we needs got to it. happen there we to go. summarize your yard. We got those two words yard. to uh, get together. All right, so how do you do that, <laughs> so, Jeff? What's going on? I mean, in my opinion, there's a couple things you're going to deal with. Uh, one's your sprinkler system which you know potentially was winterized back in the fall to get ready for winter, and you're getting it ready for summer. So that would be one big thing. Uh, other than your normal yard work, I think one of the things that's important to do is check around the house and any shrubs, vegetation, trees that are rubbing up against the house. You want to mm. trim them back as you're trimming to because you don't want vegetation rubbing up against the house. Um, it... Uh, it, it it does a lot of things. One is it can damage your siding. It can help trap moisture against the house, which you don't want against the house. You want the house to be able to breathe, as well as it's an avenue for pests to continue to get to your house or climb up into your attic space on a tree. He's trying to scare me. And yeah, so the goal go. would be to have 6 to 12 inches of space between any vegetation okay. around your house wow. and the house. That well, is so helpful. I just noticed the other day a branch from a cherry tree that's made its way underneath the eaves and is banging oh, against a window. Wow. So I n- didn't think that would be great for cherry blossoms, but you're, you've identified a number of issues that I didn't even think about there. You don't have to wait till yeah. June to take care of that either. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm on it. Right. Got my clippers. These are things I can do. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it, and you might get to use your little baby giant uh, ladder, ladder thingy to. There yeah, you go. There you go. Okay. There you go. So let's and don't, not talk uh, about my battery operated chainsaw. Oh my, <laughs> man! You'd just be in heaven on your on your cool ladder with your chainsaw going after that cherry tree thing, knowing that it's on Jeff's list and you're doing your That's thing, right. you're doing your part. That's right. There we go. Wow. Okay, we're going to finish up June. I got a couple of questions for uh, for June, Jeff. As soon as we get back from our break, so don't go away. Do you have an elderly parent that is becoming isolated, not eating well, feeling depressed or fearful of losing independence? Do you know your options? Need peace of mind or know what is best for yourself or others during their golden years of life? At no cost to you or your family, Golden Placement Services can give you hope in the midst of great change. Even if it means staying at home is the right option. Call the Golden Girls at 503-723-7145 today. That's 503-723-7145 and schedule your non-obligation appointment today. Helping to plan a funeral for someone you love is a painful process. It's one of the most emotional things you'll ever have to do. But imagine how much grief would be spared if people plan for themselves. Though it may sound difficult or uncomfortable to even think about, the experts at Dignity Memorial Funeral Homes and Cemeteries can help with a free personal planning guide that takes you step-by-step through the process. And, of course, Dignity Memorial will even help you complete your plan with the expert assistance of trained and caring advisors. There are a lot of very good reasons to plan ahead. Make sure your final wishes are respected, sparing your loved ones the added grief of planning for you and having to pay for it. If you choose to fund your plan early, you can even lock in current pricing, 
avoiding increases due to inflation, and take advantage of budget-friendly payments. There is a free informational seminar that includes a complimentary meal at a restaurant in your area very soon. Find out more and ask any questions you may have by calling Katie at 503-807-5715. It costs nothing to learn how you can protect your loved ones by planning ahead. Give Katie at Dignity Memorial a call today at 503-807-5715. Property values are on the rise, higher than they've been in years. It's time to take the equity in your home and do something different. 24-7 Properties will provide you with custom personal care to get the maximum value out of your home. Jeff Edmondson of 24-7 Properties is a licensed general contractor as well as a real estate agent, giving you the expertise on how to effectively get your home ready to sell at the highest price. Visit Jeff online at 247prop.com. I'm Jeff Edmondson, founder of 24-7 Properties. Call me today and let's have a conversation about selling your house. No obligation, no cost. Let's find out what's right for you. Call me, 503-780-3030, That last little radio spot was uh, Jeff on the, uh, on the spot there telling about 24-7 Properties. And Jeff, the very same Jeff, is in studio with us. He's... Um, helping us through the year with these little projects and uh gosh this is really really helpful and uh, if i think that i can spread it out uh, over the year and just do a little bit every month but make sure i'm doing something every month that makes it a whole lot easier but in addition to jeff we have others that help make this uh program possible and uh let's just list those i had uh, i did it on the first half denise how about you doing on the second part well sure as soon as you find that page right (laughs) So, yeah, Jeff, it is really glad. We are really glad to have you here. You are amongst a growing collaborative of people, um, including Your Safe Money Solutions, Media Marketing, Northwest Web, Web Creation Company, Legal Shield and ID Shield, Eastside Printing, Warner Pacific College, Multnomah University, KKPZ, this radio station, Christian Chamber of Commerce, Northwest, and Serving Our Neighbors. It is such a fantastic list of people and organizations. Isn't it, though? It really is. Yeah. And it's, it's great, too, when a representative of that whole collaborative is here. In fact, really, in many ways, the guy who got the idea started. So this is just a fun day to really see how much that list has grown since That's we true. first started yeah. talking about it. And we appreciate them all, and we know them and trust them. And mm-hmm. so if uh, if you have a need in any of those uh, categories, uh, we highly recommend any of them. And particularly today, we're talking to Jeff with 24-7 Properties. And if you have a need for buying or selling or just wondering about the whole real estate market or property management or any of those other things, Contact Jeff at 247properties.com. So, ready to get back into the list, Jeff? We're going to finish up here for the year. Yep. And before we went on, I I wanted to make sure that we went back to the siding part. And um, I know that sometimes we have, um, I'm not even sure what it's called, but when you have uh, kind of a discoloration or some, or uh, what is it, Uh, moss or something on the siding where you need to come in with a pressure washer. Yeah, right. Yeah, here here in the Portland area, we get a lot of 
algae yeah. mildew growth That's what I was on, about. on the siding a lot of times. And typically it's in the section that doesn't get sun or right. shaded by a tree mm-hmm. or something the like that. The north side you know? usually or, yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, okay. pressure washer is a great way to to clean that. You just want to be careful that you don't damage the siding with the pressure washer. Too much power. Yeah. yeah. So sometimes just a, a hose with a spray nozzle and a and a scrub brush or a rag works as well. Okay. And so, um, again, if, if there's any questions about that, just uh, call Jeff at uh, 247properties.com. Get his phone number there. So uh, let's go on uh, to July. So July says check and service your air conditioner. So by the time you've uh, typically in the Portland area, uh, July is when you're thinking about uh, turning your air conditioner on. We hope have one. by then. Yeah. Um, and so we just want to make sure that it's operating correctly and uh, doing its job. And what do you do? What do you check for? Well, so a couple things. One is it's, if you have one that's actually sitting outside the ground and is hooked to your system, because there's other air conditioners you'd put in your windows or something like that, right. which, they, you know, if it's in your window, you just make sure that it's secure and it's not, you know, hanging crooked or something like that. Same thing if you have one sitting on the ground, make sure it's sitting level and it hasn't maybe settled settled over the, the winter or the time of year when you're not using it as much. If you have a cover, sometimes people will cover theirs in the fall winter. So you want to pull the cover off. Make sure it's clean. Make sure there's no branches hanging in it or anything like that. Um, in terms of servicing it, I don't service it. But you would hire a, a heating and air conditioning company to come out and actually service the air conditioner. And then so you actually switch it on the AC mode. I mean, it, on my thermostat, that's what I would need to do. And then I dial the temperature selection down enough so it kicks on the ac so then i hear it running i i check to see if cold air is actually coming out correct yep okay yep okay we we like it when we need the ac because that means it's nice and warm and denise likes hot weather i do yes we've talked about that like you're a snake on the rock that's right yeah that's right soaking (laughs) it in and if i don't have enough on of it i'm not moving off that rock yeah right (laughs) Okay, we're going to pick up the pace here, uh, and uh, we've got a few minutes left, so let's go to August. So August is uh, check and clean your roof. Um, so that's something that you may you know go do it yourself. Sometimes they've accumulated some moss over the year, uh, so that's something you want to use a broom or something just to clean moss off. Check the roof for any obvious signs of maybe a shingle has blown loose or something like that. Um, and that would be something that you're going to hire somebody to come do depending on you know, your abilities or desires and or the, maybe the pitch of your roof, how steep it is, mm. or the type of roof as well. Uh, typically a shingle roof or a, a tile roof uh, maybe a little bit harder sometimes because you don't want to break break the shingles or the tile than like a comp roof. But sure. basically just make sure your roof is doing its job and keeping the water out. There are probably a lot of us older people that should not be getting up on top of our roofs, would you say? Um, yeah, unless it's flat. <laughs> right. You can use I, I think ladder. I've got my ladder and I got mm-hmm. my broom and the roof is actually one I got my heights. Yes. Right? And then here's the other thing you get is if you if you do have the right pitch cuz yeah, you don't want it too steep. It's an excellent workout cuz you're at an angle. Yeah. But yes, be safe and and to do that, tether yourself to the chimney. Okay. Right? You sound like an experienced roof climber. I I do not mind cleaning off my roof, especially if I'm doing it when the when the weather's nice. Yeah, it's a great it's a great way to enjoy the day. I I think it's a it's a pretty one of those things that if if you know I'm not 
I'm not that strong. And so I like it where there's th- there's things around the house that I can do, that I can manage, and mm-hmm. then it reduces how much we are having to hire other people, and then it reduces the things on my husband's plate to do. So there you go. Right. That's one of mine. And uh, it seems to me logical I don't, uh, that you you be careful about when you're up there, not just because of what any potential danger, but these composition shingles have like sand and stuff on them, right? You don't mm-hmm. want to disturb that too much or you want to shake that loose? Yeah, correct. Is that an yeah. issue? Well, yeah, you want to just be gentle up there because, yeah, okay. the goal is to leave the shingles intact as much as possible and minimize the amount that you that, that all gets loose. Right. Yeah. You don't want to go up there with a uh, pressure washer and hit your shingles, right? Well, you know? if you do, yeah, you just want it real low pressure. Okay. Yeah. I think the trick there would be getting the pressure washer up the baby giant ladder. Now, that I haven't solved. <laughs> that sounds like fun. But if it's hot, maybe you'd enjoy the challenge. <laughs> All right, let's move on. September. September is check your smoke detectors and uh, carbon monoxide monitors, which is fairly self-explanatory. Push mm-hmm. the test mm-hmm. button, make sure they operate. If you've pulled the batteries out, make sure you put new, uh, fresh batteries in them so that they're operating. As we're heading into the fall at that point and uh, – uh, it's a great time to make sure everything's working. Are the uh, are the CO monitors uh, code now? Are they required? They are. Yeah. Well, they are in uh, houses that have uh, a source of carbon monoxide, which either means a det- uh, an attached garage or a gas. So if you had a house that was electric heat and did not have attached garage, then technically there's not one required there. Okay. Still recommended, mm. though? I mean, it's a good idea, okay. probably. Yeah. Smoke detectors, you push the little button and uh, make them squawk, and then they're yep. you ch- change the batteries, just routinely change the batteries every year? Correct, I would, yeah. yeah. Or at least make sure they operate, because a lot of times now is a 10-year battery is required, so technically hmm. you don't okay. have to change the battery for 10 years, but right. it's still a good wow. idea to check and make sure that they're working. Good. Yeah. Okay, sounds like you're taking good care of us, Jeff, getting all that these things is. taken care I of. I did not even know that was out there, a 10-year yeah. battery. Yeah. Isn't that great news? I mean, you hear too many places where the smoke detector would have right. made the difference. Right. And these days, don't they mostly have a hardwire backup? I mean, they're actually wired in. In newer con- so. new construction requires it, but old houses yeah. wouldn't. Yeah. Mm. Right, right. <laughs> okay, um, October. Service your furnace. Pretty self-explanatory. I don't do that. Uh, hire a, a company to come in and service okay. a furnace and check it, make sure it's working accurately. Uh, do you recommend uh, um, changing the filter uh, routinely, wh- whatever it looks like? Yeah, so if you're going to service your furnace once a year, that company should be changing the filter. Okay. Now, having said that, it's really probably a good idea to change your filter two to three times a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, part of it depends on some different factors. Okay. But, yeah, so in theory, your filter was changed more than once a year. But a lot okay. of people, once a year would be more than it gets done. What about, would you check the uh, cold air return, the intakes, too, and because those have filters on them, or you want to make sure those are unobstructed and are well taken care of? Yeah, it depends on your system. Some will have filters there as well as at the furnace. I mean, typically, mm-hmm. you'll have a filter either at the furnace or at your cold air returns. Yeah. And so wherever your filter happens to be, just and typically there's one filter. Now, sometimes they'll do a filter and like an electronic filter, mm-hmm. uh, which has a cartridge you got to pull out and clean and put back in. Okay. All right, let's finish up the year. We're gonna we're getting cold again. We started in January, where it's uh, it's cold. Now we're gonna get to November and December. So what are we gonna do, Jeff? And what are you gonna remind us about with that uh, notice in in my inbox? 
What am I going to take care of in November? So in November, you're going to check your foundation vents. Okay. Uh, and this goes back to the crawl space a little bit. But the biggest right. issue typically is that making sure that typically people will close them in the winter time mm-hmm. to help keep cold air from going underneath their house. Um, once again, you're checking to make sure the screens are all in place if you are going to leave them open. Or if you do put styrofoam um, blocks in there or anything where you close the the um, vents that uh, all that's taken care of and ready for winter at, uh, come November. Do you recommend closing those? I mean, either with the styro block or the or the closed latch? Uh, so I'm going to say that it depends. Yeah. Um, I personally believe it's better to leave them open yeah. so that your crawl space can continue to um, have circulation and ventilation right. year-round. However, if you have problems with fro- freezing pipes, then maybe closing mm. them in the winter may be a better a better route to go just to protect your pipes. Mm. Yeah, I was thinking more of, I'm thinking, wow, wouldn't that help with the freezing cold floor? Yeah. Right. But you're thinking, yeah, but better to have the air circulate. I mean, there's several factors. So if if the floor is not insulated Mm. and you have open foundation vents, yeah, you'll get cold air blown in there that will end up coming up, you know, and making your floor cold. If your floor is insulated, then it's probably less of an issue. Um, about whether those vents are open or closed in terms mm-hmm. of containing heat in your house. Okay. And uh, again, I want to say before we finish with December that if you have any questions or wonder what to do uh, about these certain things or want to get on Jeff's list, what's it called? The Jeff's homework list? Yeah, Jeff's homework. Yep. Jeff's so, homework, so yeah. You your January homework, your February homework. That's right. Every month they'll give you your homework. Uh, working on your home. That's right. And because that's all, uh, what is it, uh, about? Systematic syst- crisis prevention. There we go. Man, what a team. All this right. is your homework. 24-7, 247properties.com. All right, let's wind it up with December. What are we going to do then? So you're going to check your electrical outlets and extension cords. Typically, as you approach you know, Christmas time, uh, you run lights and mm-hmm decorations and stuff and so just make sure extension cords are are uh, functioning correctly plugged in well there's no um, bare wires anywhere if you know you have a maybe there's a problem with an outlet that sparks when you plug something in um, if you have discoloration on the outlet that's a sign mm-hmm. that there's potentially a problem so basically just walk through the house and just make sure that everything is okay you haven't overloaded maybe an outlet with too many extension cords mm-hmm. um so there's a lot of different things just to kind of check and it's pretty simple to check um and make sure there's not a problem and if there is a problem then i always recommend an electrician taking a look at at whatever it is unless it's unplugging an extension cord <laughs> you know one. what i'm thinking about though is um winter time you might have a cold spot in your house and so the uh space heaters and i'm thinking about mm-hmm. the notion of not plugging a sp- having a space heater plugged into an extension cord. If I'm, if I got that right, that that's not considered a very wise way to do things. It would be better to have it plugged directly into an outlet. But if there's not an option, uh, the bigger the extension cord, the better. Meaning the thicker, thicker gauge would be better. Okay. Uh, if you are going to uh, plug a heater into an extension cord into an outlet, the, it'll just help. Um, help the current travel a little bit easier and mm. not overheat as right. uh, or it'll minimize the chance of it overheating mm-hmm. yeah because i can see you know getting ready for winter you're going to know there's going to be some places where it might need a little bit of extra but set it up well because yeah you hear about 
you know, space heaters and torching yeah. the place. Yeah, exactly. Right. Very practical. Thank you, Jeff, for coming in. All of these things are very practical. If you uh, if you didn't get it all, uh, you can re-listen to the show, or you can get on Jeff's homework uh, mailing list at uh, 247properties.com, or just send him a direct email, jeff at 247prop.com. That is our show for today. A lot of good stuff, um, and I'm going to get on that list and take care of these things. Thank you, Jeff. Appreciate you coming in today. No problem. Thanks for having me. Yeah, second half now. We are here uh, helping our folks take care of all the things in life, the little details, and uh, we really like helping with uh, systematic crisis prevention. Have I got that right? Yes, he did it. I got it. Okay. Took me an hour, but we got there. Today we were talking about small projects with big payoffs. That's our program for today. Tune in every Monday, 530 to 6 p.m. for the on-air portion, and then go to our website uh, for the rest for the podcast and for all the shows 24-7. Around the 24-7, I said that uh, made me think of your business name. What we mean is around the clock and around the world, right? So here we go. I'm your host, Dr. Dan Critchett, along with our co-host, Dr. Denise Hogan. And we are saying goodbye for now and until next time. May God help you live a life that honors him and blesses others. Let's meet again on the podcast, on our website, or live next Monday, 530 p.m. right here on the radio, KKPZ 1330, The Truth. Thanks for listening to Second Half Now with Dr. Dan Critchett and Dr. Denise Hogan on KKPZ 1330, The Truth. Sponsored by Dignity Memorial and your safe money solutions. To hear the rest of this program, find out more about the topics discussed today, or ask questions, visit secondhalfnow.com. That's secondhalfnow.com. Tune in next Monday at 5.30 p.m. for more tools and tips for the life you want to live from now on. Until then, visit secondhalfnow.com.